All right, this is Nerding Daily, and we got a Oscar nom nom nomination show, 2019. Oh yeah, and then we're gonna hit on the movie Glass. A nice review on Glass. If you've seen it, there's gonna be spoilers for Glass, and then a spoil free to give you more time, Punisher. And I'm sure we'll follow up on the full deck of what we feel and think of Punisher on a later show. But we'll give you like a good general review i suppose yeah yeah Yeah. so we've got a lot to cover let's get to it so let's get to the nom nom nominations (laughs) i like doing that i I know i know you do (laughs) 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 all right so um what are we going to start with what category Let's just go with Best Picture. Yeah. Best picture, that's list. easy. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they can do 10, and they never do. Uh, and uh, It's 8 this year, right? It's 8 this year. And uh, I've got a little qualm with that, but we'll wait till we get to another category, because that's what it brings up. So, okay. I'll bring that up later. <clears throat> uh, but, yeah, pretty safe. Actually, I do. I go to goldderby.com, and you can put predictions in on what your the nominations will be and who's going to win. And so, I got, I guessed only 8. I knew there, I didn't think there was going to be 10, so I was right on that. But that's I missed. Awesome. I thought if Beale Street could talk would get nominated. Um, it did not, but Bohemian Rhapsody did, which didn't surprise me. It was like I had Bohemian actually had Beale Street. Um, you can rate rank the order, mm-hmm. and I had that as my eighth nomination. Oh wow! And if I would have added more, I would have had Bohemian close. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty close on that. So there's no big surprises really. Should we go down? Should we go down the list? Sure. Okay. So Black Panther, which was kind of a surprise, kind of not. It, it's it's a surprise in general, but yeah. if you've been following award season, it's not a surprise at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think. Visually, I mean, it is a it is an amazing movie. Not nearly visually impactful as Infinity War, though. Well, no, or no, no. As well, told as well, and Infinity it didn't get a War. visual effects but, nomination. So. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not just going on like visual effects and CGI because some of the CGI was terrible. Yes, but the yes. costuming, yeah. the uh, some of the scenes. I guess yes. for me, it's like some of these other categories, like like costuming, set design um sound sound editing you know like some of these films get these nominations because they're nominated for best picture and because the critics like them and so they get like Mm. tons so what black panther had what seven nominations eight nine something like that i think so and it's like i don't mind throwing it into the best picture category not at all i get what they're trying to do for it so it has seven oscar nominations but really like some of these like Categories like set direction and, and costume design. It's like, what makes Black Panther all of a sudden nominated for those things when in the past, these MCU movies really haven't been nominated for anything? Right. Like, <laughs> that's true. Like, until this year, the DCEU has more nominations, had more nominations than the MCU, which is and, crazy. And Suicide Squad, of all things, won. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, I see but your see, point. But see, but there... I'm okay with Suicide Squad winning Best Makeup because the makeup was great. And that's the movie wasn't, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so True. it's like just because these Best Picture, like some of these things like, um, you know, like Roma. Roma's a great film, but, you know, does it need to be nominated in the sound categories? When mm. when Mission Impossible, that franchise has never been nominated for anything. Not a single thing. And, and like, and the sounds, I'm, I'm sure the sound editing and the sound in general yeah. was better than Roma. Right. Like, you know, that's, so that's like a little pet peeve of mine. Of just the Academy Awards in general. No, I'm with you, man. They, like I was texting you, they played it safe. They Mm -hmm. desperately needed some new blood, some changes. And all they did is like, you know, this sort of Marvel movie in there. Like, it's very, like, they were talking about doing new categories. They were talking about really changing it up a lot. And they really didn't. No, they didn't. Right, that was their version of changing it up. Because... 
you know, you had, they expanded the best picture category. And everyone says it's because of the Dark Knight. So back un- mm. all the way up until actually the first like decade or maybe two of the Academy Awards, like in the 30s and 40s, they had close to 10 nominations for best picture. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they went down to five and it was all the way through 2008 when Dark Knight did not get a best picture nomination and everyone made a huge stink. Mm-hmm. And so the very next year, 2009, is when they started. It deserved it. Yeah, it, it totally deserved totally the Best did. Picture nomination. Yeah. It deserved Best Picture, period. Like, yeah. it, Slumdog won that year. Uh-huh. And, you know, 100 years from now, or maybe not 100, maybe 50 years from now, Dark Knight's going to be remembered as a better movie than yeah. Slumdog Millionaire. Because nobody's going to know what Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, 2009 started where they expanded the Best Picture category. And it's because of that. And yet, this is, that was 2009. Now it's 2000, well, this is the 2018 movies. Uh you finally have your, your superhero best picture movie. So yeah, but it's and Black just, Panther, and yeah. which is could just done Logan was. last year. Yes, <laughs> Logan was solid, man. Yeah, yeah. So. Infinity War is solid. Infinity War. Yeah, I mean, how more epic can you get than Infinity War? Those, yeah, yeah, those two are amazing. Yeah, well, I, and those two kind of deserve it more. They were pushing the boundaries of yeah. comic book movies. This was, for all intents and purposes, I know it's not an origin story, but it is an origin story oh, sorry, of yeah. Wakanda, at right. least. Yeah, and it's. It played it. I, I like it. Don't get me wrong, but it played it safe right. for it the most part. Did. Honestly, yeah. for the most part, it's not because it's a superhero movie. It's because it's a superhero movie that had culturally relevant message. Yes. Yes. that's why it got picked. Yes, right. And I'm not knocking the message. The message is great. The movie was great. You know why? Does it deserve the nomination. Yeah. Why not Infinity War? Why not Logan? Why not Dark Knight? <laughs> right. Why not Suicide Squad? No. Why not Jonah Hex? Uh, like, <laughs> oh, Jonah Hex. Ouch. Or Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Come on. Once Upon a Deadpool. <laughs> Once Upon a Deadpool. Which nobody saw, I guess. Once Upon a Deadpool. <laughs> they so. have that already out, like on Blu-ray and everything. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, they had that in theaters for like two weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. The PG-13 cut. That's that. hilarious. All right, so what's next? <laughs> Black uh, Black Landman? Black Landman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Solid movie. No no qualms with that. Nope. I'm okay with that. It was one of my favorites on my list from last year. Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, I was kind of bummed it was Best Picture because Rami Malek deserves a nomination for Best yeah. Actor. Yeah. Does, yeah, totally. The movie overall? No. See, it's a, I it's, like it, but still, yeah, I, I get it. I, it was good, but I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't disagree with you. See, I haven't seen it. You know, when, when it came out, critics trashed it. Mm-hmm, and right. it and like you're like there's no way it's gonna get award stuff other than Rami Malek but then audiences loved it you know and in the IMDb's top 250 it's it's currently in the I think like it's like 150 right now something somewhere around there you know it's why? because fans love it well yeah. and you don't even have to be a fan to love it because it's it's good music it's right. good it's a good story it's the story we want it might not be the real story it's not the real yes. story but it's <laughs> a story it's a story that appeals to your you know your human side yeah so, you know, it's, but it's, see I mean you can't knock it too much for not being the real story because that right. happens all the time I mean, A Beautiful Mind absolutely is a very different movie than or the the movie is very different than the real life story yeah and Any, that's the best picture that's an Oscar winner for best picture so yeah. agreed I mean they, they never get it completely right ever <laughs> my, my favorite I, I think I've brought this up before because it's my favorite of how terrible they Hollywoodize it was Patch Adams you guys remember Patch Adams mm-hmm. yes so you remember when his girlfriend gets murdered and it makes him like feel all these things and do certain things, he, he acts upon it because his girlfriend was murdered. That girlfriend never existed. He never had a girlfriend <laughs> oh, that was murdered. And his oh, wife that he geez. was married to for like decades, and but they weren't married when they were making the movie because they were divorced. She was around during that time and they don't, they completely write her out. That's terrible. That is the wow. worst version of a Hollywood, That's Hollywood terrible. Version. Wow. Murdered a character that doesn't even exist. <laughs> oh, man. Dang. 
That's funny. yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Wow. Hilarious. <laughs> Another reason to hate that movie. All right. right. Next, the favorite. Solid. Dude. Yeah. I, it it's so different. So different that it fits this. I think I think this is a good a good. Yeah. A good so pick. It, yeah. What, Roma and favorite had the top nominations with ten apiece, and favorite is one that's just like costumes. Heck yes. Art direction, set direction. Heck yes. Like these these are ones where totally fits in those other categories like totally fits all the acting nominations heck yes I mean, you could even throw nicholas holt in there he was not nominated but he right. could have been nominated for supporting actor like dude he was funny this personally is not even in my top 10 <laughs> no. i enjoyed the movie yeah but it totally deserves the nominations it's getting it, it um, definitely had me talking afterwards i told everybody about it and they're like you went to see this this is weird yeah, why'd I, you go see this because it was weird yeah. that's why mm-hmm. and it was yeah. funny there's yeah Directing, top-notch. Acting, top-notch. All the <laughs> sets, the costumes, just amazing. Cinematography, yeah. it's just weird. Oh, yeah, there's just some scenes. <laughs> was that not oh, ever cinematography? I don't remember. Yeah, it should have. Hopefully because of those rants that we talked about. Right. Those odd, grotesque rants. That's what I'm looking for right now. Yes, cinematography. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. It, solid. Okay, next. Green Book, which Green I don't think book. any of us have I, seen. I no. didn't see it, yeah. <laughs> So um, it, it looks okay from the trailer to me, but it's oh, you get that feeling of it's a feel good movie. Like it's just totally. like you oh, know what it reminds me of is inspiring. It reminds me of Hidden Figures from mm-hmm. last year. Was mm-hmm. that last year or two years ago? Two years ago. I two think. years ago. And Hidden Figures was one of those that you know it it got these nominations because it, it's that inspiring story. And it took me forever to watch it. When I finally watched it, I'm like, yeah, that's a solid movie. Like it's mm-hmm. not like. A, a favorite of mine but i enjoyed it and I, I kind of had that feeling about green book green book just won the producers guild of america's pick for best picture which is wow. a lot of times is the choice for um for the, Oscar. for the oscars but oh, wow huh. i think there's too much there's been a lot of controversy behind the movie vigo mortensen dropped the n-word at a discussion about the movie now he used it in a way that if you're ever going to use it, would be the best way. Like, he was speaking, like, you know, against racism. Mm. And he used it as, like, this is what, you know, this person shouldn't be saying. Or something. I forget what exactly he said. But he said it. And it was a big stink about it. Because, you know, you just don't say that word. And so there was that. Then there was the family of Mahershala Ali's character. um, Because it's a true story. Mm -hmm. The family of that character has trashed the movie. Really? Um, yeah. Oh. And and but it's not necessarily because of the whole Bohemian Rhapsody thing. Like there's just some things that they felt were wrong but didn't seem to be as big of a deal, but because they're trash in the movie, you know, there's and there was something else too. There's just been too many little Weird. controversies that I don't think it's gonna win Best Picture. Um if it didn't have those controversies, I think it actually would have a shot. No, they'll they'll announce it as the winner and it won't <laughs> they'll be. announce something else. <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah. still so dumb that that happened. Yeah. Uh, Roma. Roma. Shouldn't be any surprise. Have you guys seen this yet? No. Come on. You're killing me. I'm sorry, man. I was you about to. You are killing me. I don't know what happened. <laughs> this week has been nuts. Well, you got to be in the mood for an artsy foreign black and white film. Yeah. True. True. And <clears throat> how long is it, by the way? I don't think it's super long. Okay. And this one deserves, I mean, I, I, I did pick on this for like the sound and stuff like that. But really, every aspect of filmmaking is just perfect in this movie. Really? And it's uh, Alfonso Cuaron is just otherworldly so it's two hours and 15 minutes so it's longer okay. than i thought he's always good he's so good um and it's just beautifully shot uh cinematography should be a snatch or should be an, you know an easy thing uh for them to win director easy thing to win and actually this might be the year we'll see a foreign film win best picture oh cool i don't know this year's really up in the air 
Just like a month ago, A Star is Born has been the far away favorite to win. And now it's like, it didn't win a lot of stuff. It didn't win a lot of the producer or the, the guilds. It didn't win a lot of the critics things. didn't win Golden Globes. And so it's just like, it's really dropped in like, it still has a chance. But I don't know, Roma, Roma might pull it off. Oh, man. It would be crazy. Hmm. The foreign film has never won Best Picture. It should. That so, would make this year different. That would make this year different. That would make this year different. Right. Uh, how much do you bet they're not going to, though? Nope. Right. They might go for safe. Yeah. yeah. They're going to go for safe. <laughs> Next up, A Star is Born, which you just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. It was my favorite of the last year. I I like it for Best Picture, so I I approve of it. I don't know about you guys. It's, it's really enjoyable. It's adapted story but they've still kind of twisted into their own story. Um, the thing that's surprising me with that one is Bradley Cooper was not nominated for Best Director. Yeah. Wow. How's that happen? Yeah. That one... So here's my theory. All right. So in the past, the Academy would... If it's like an actor directing a movie, they're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Kevin Costner, Best Director winner for Against the Wolves over Martin Scorsese for Goodfellas. <laughs> you know, like, that's the yeah, kind of thing. That's how they would true. react. Yeah. Like, Mel Gibson, Best Director winner for Braveheart. You know, like, if as an actor did it, they were like, yes. But in the past, like, 10 years or so, it's the opposite. Uh, ben Affleck was the front runner to win Best Director before nominations came out. He won the Director's Guild of America for, this is for Argo, I'm sorry, I forgot to say that. He won the Director's Guild of America for Argo. Mm-hmm. But then the nominations come out, he's not nominated. Like, he wasn't even nominated, and he wow. was the favorite. He won the Director's Guild. Like, what the heck? And uh, Bradley Cooper was, Alfonso Cuaron's been the head, the uh, He's never even been close. No one's been close to him. Uh, he's been the lead from the beginning of award season. Um, but if anyone was second, it would have been Bradley Cooper. I mean, someone was second. It was just a distant second. Yeah. You know, and he wasn't even nominated, which is crazy. What is going on? Now, it's very rare. Oh, it's only happened like two or three times in the past like 50 years that a, a movie wins Best Picture without getting a director nomination. But Argo was one of those. Interesting. So, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Huh. It, it's possible. It is possible. And I, honestly, without even seeing it, it's kind of been weird, but it's been my, the one I've been rooting for. <laughs> like, it's, isn't, that, <laughs> wow. isn't that weird? Like, no, I've just I haven't been even like, seen it. It's, it's just like, I hope that, you know what? Yeah. You know, that one. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Come on. You got it. <laughs> That'd be good. Uh, the last one, Vice. Not surprised. So yeah, not yeah, that's not, not surprised. Um, see, the only thing I'm surprised about is, and I'm I'm sure it's a good movie. I haven't seen it yet. That it was nominated for so much. Right. Like it's everywhere. I think it has the most nominations, other than Roma, right? Uh, Roma and Favorite both have ten. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see what Vice has. Uh, I believe it's eight. I think Vice even has Best Actor, right? Actor, Supporting Actress, and Supporting Actor and Director. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vice has eight. You're right. So here's the thing. Um, Adam McKay, he was not one of the... A lot of critics had him or, you know, had him in like seventh or eighth place for getting a director nomination, which, you know, you need five. Mm -hmm. Um, But I picked him to be nominated and he got nominated. The reason I did that was because the Academy adored the big short, Mm, um, which he directed. And he won the Adapted Screenplay nomination. He had a surprise director nomination that year. People didn't think that was going to happen. And I've just, from the beginning, I'm like, this is an Oscar movie. This is a safe bet, as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And he's a safe white male director that the <laughs> Academy loves. It's true. And so, you know, you choose him and you don't choose like Barry Jenkins for, you know, who was going to be in one of the five, you know, or Bradley Cooper, yeah. you know. And so you you choose the safe white male. Who has um, the really easy name to say. Yeah, who has Adam McKay? <laughs> Come on, Bradley <laughs> Cooper's easier to say. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah. 
You know what? I want to bring this up real quick since we're talking about it. Like um, safe white male directors or whatever. Penny Marshall, who just died yeah, uh, yeah. a couple months ago. Um, was it a couple months ago? I thought she just... Like a month or two. It was within January. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, she was never nominated. But yet she had... Her movies were. Like right. Big and Awakenings. And Awakenings right. was nominated for Best Picture. And she wasn't nominated for Best Director. And that was back when they only had five. Yeah. You know? and And I think that was... If that would have happened nowadays, I think she would have got the nomination. I think that's one thing that they're trying to change. But mm. I think it's because she was a female. And I looked at, I looked at, I don't remember what it is now. But when she died, I looked it up to see, you know, what the five movies were and what for a picture and what the five were for director. And I was like, she deserved a director nomination for Awakenings. Awakenings is a great film. It mm-hmm. is. It and is. She did a great job with that. So. Well, Danny, what was, yeah. who was the last female director nominated? Was it Catherine Bigelow? No, last year was Greta Gerwig. For Greta Gerwig. Gerwig. That's yeah. right. Right. Which that's my call right now. So uh, right now they're saying Oscars so male, and because there's no female directors pick, I'm calling next year already. I'm already already calling it Greta Gerwig, winner best director for Little Women. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, probably. Because usually when they have these big movements outside of the Oscars, complaining about the Oscars, they make those changes that next year to kind of like, there, there's your. They didn't this year. They didn't you this know, year, but there weren't as hey, big of complaints from last year. At yeah. least they didn't. Because last year they threw in, you know, your... Oscar so white. At right. least they didn't start out like the Oscats. <laughs> the you know what I mean? <laughs> at least that didn't happen with, like, women kicking their legs, like mm. the rocks at Rockets uh, or whatever. Well, yeah. I don't know. They don't have a host this year, so maybe that's how they're going to start it off. Oscats. So we'll see. Oh, boy. We'll see. Oh, no. But, yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to go back to the best director thing. Okay. So uh, this Powell, Powellikowski or whatever for Cold for War. Cold War. Mm-hmm. Now, Cold War has been on a lot of top 10 movies. I think it looks really good. That's going to be on Prime, so I'm not going to watch it until I can watch it for free. Right. Uh, <laughs> which comes out in, I think I just read March or something. So And and the direction's supposed to be great. But this is what annoys me. It's like this is, I think, this has only happened twice since they expanded the best direct best picture thing. That only twice since then have they given a director nomination but didn't give a picture nomination. And hmm. it doesn't make sense to me because you have up to 10. You've got eight nominations like you can add more. It's good enough for a best director nomination. It was on tons of top ten lists. Why not just give it a best? It's nominated for best foreign film. <laughs> like so, it's like it's not like they didn't like the movie. Yeah. So why didn't it get a best director or picture nomination? Same thing happened with um. Didn't get enough votes. I don't know how does this work. I don't know how. I've I've read it before. It's something about the votes, like first place, second place, third right. place votes, that kind of thing. Too many. Too but many uh, what was the other match. one? It was um, Foxcatcher. Bennett Miller got a Best yep. Director nomination. And it got other nominations, too, but it didn't get a Best Picture nomination. Hmm. Which was a good... I saw that movie. That was good enough for a Best Picture oh. in my film. That's a little pet peeve. What is going on? I don't know what's going on with those. Uh, best Director, yeah, it's basically just a lot of the same other than uh, Paolo Polakowski. Yeah. Uh, Alfonso Cuaron, Yorgos Lanthimos from The Favorite, Spike Lee, Adam McKay, and him. Uh, best Spike, actress. Spike Lee's never been nominated for Best Director until Wait, now. Really? That's surprising. Never been. That's he's only been nominated for two Academy Awards. He's never won. So they're thinking that this year will be he'll win Adapted Screenplay, um, which he co-wrote with, other, co-wrote with other people. But they think this will be the, fi- the year he finally gets a, num- a win. Mm-hmm. That'll so, be okay. Which I'm all for. Interesting. So go ahead. Uh, best actress, we have uh, Yelitsa Aparicio for Roma. Roma. And she's great. Never acted before. Wow. Super good. Nice. Uh, Glenn Close for The Wife, which, oh my gosh. I have not seen The Wife. I don't want to. It's total Oscar bait, and total. I could tell they were <laughs> pushing Oscar for Glenn Close <laughs> right. to get best actress. 
So uh, she'll probably win. No, I see. Just I don't like know. Meryl, just like Meryl well, Streep, whenever she's nominated. I don't know. Olivia Coleman. Olivia she, Coleman um, is amazing. Yeah, I have to give it. I would. I, I would have amazing. to say. No, no, I'm not saying I want Glenn Close. No, to win, I know. But right. I have a feeling that she's going to win. I think Lady Gaga still has a chance. Oh, I hope that so. Too. She yeah. was a front runner for a while. She was really good, although nomination is kind of pushing a little bit because it shows that she can act really well. She's had these like little parts and like right. machete kills and crap like that, and right? Not really doing much. This she does transcend to like real actor status. Oh, but a lot of it is just singing. Okay, so it was kind of kind of odd. It's nice to have her on. Well, well what about Melissa McCarthy? Come on, that's another Oscar bait trailer <laughs> that I saw. And no, I, I saw like, the, I saw oh. the trailer much. Months ago, uh, and I thought the movie looked lame. I yeah, thought she looked like it a, does. she's a good actress. Like when she's when doing she stuff, tries. like when she tries, right? And so, but yeah, I just, I just feel like a, a Olivia Coleman's like <sighs> she brings it to the table. Man. She's otherworldly like, good in that. You can't. She is so gross, and she was in she, Lobster too. She was, yeah. yeah. But she was so gross. But you can't help but feel sorry for her and love her. <laughs> But here's the thing. <laughs> Emma Stone and Rachel Wise both nominated for supporting actress for the favorite. Yeah. Both amazing. Yeah. Both Oscar winners. Yeah. Olivia Coleman was better. Yep. She was better. She, she was better better than the two of them. Yeah. Wow. She totally she was. So good. Yeah, just her range of like, oh, I don't know. Pathetic. Being, being pathetic, being gross, being <laughs> yeah. you feel for her. Funny. You're you're like, yeah, yeah. she's all over the Sad, board. Sad, angry. Like, dude, oh, it, yeah. it is just I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like okay, a perfect it's description. A of perfect emotions. description is when she has cake, it makes her vomit. And yet she <laughs> oh, yeah. just keeps like eating it and then vomiting and then eating it. And it's just so gross. Oh, and she's getting icing all over oh, her face. Dude. And it's just like that is her. <laughs> like that's her character the whole movie. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh. Love it. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Yeah. I don't yeah. think she'll win, but she's great. Right. Aww. I kind of want her to win. I, yeah, I, I kind of want, I want to see those. I think you'll love this movie. I want to see those scenes Robert. played. on the I mean, Yeah, that scene with the cake. Oh, gross. Rub my legs. Uh, Rub my oh, legs. gosh. The yeah. gout. The gout. Oh, so gross. Uh, okay. <laughs> so best actor. Are we on to that now? Yeah. yeah. Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Rami Malek, and Viggo Mortensen. Dafoe was yeah. the surprise. A lot of people thought. Um, so there's lots of different like critics societies, like New York critics, the Los Angeles critics, you know, just like tons of them. And the one actor who won the most critics awards was Ethan Hawke for First Reform. Really? Not and, even nominated. And he He's wasn't not even nominated. Here. It was that people think it was Defoe took his spot. Which Defoe. is I watched the trailer uh, for for at Attorney's Gate after the nomination and I was like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean Defoe's a mm-hmm. solid actor, and he looks like he does a great job. But I watched the trailer for First Reformed, and I'm like, okay, that looks like he does a good job. But I don't know, whatever. Yeah, who do you think is going to land this one? I don't know, man. This is like a tough list. I think this, I think this is Christian a tough Bale. year. This is a tough yeah. year in a you lot think of the Christian categories because. Is he really just like I'm gonna I'm gonna like gain like 30 pounds and pull my hair out type of an pull actor. method? Yeah, pull <laughs> um, method actor. Yeah, Bradley Cooper was the front runner for a while, but yeah, as I said, Starsborn has kind of lost its favor. So uh, yeah. it could be Cooper or Bale. Cooper I or don't Bale. think the other guys are gonna win. Yeah, I want Rami Malek. Yeah, I would like that too, but I think it's gonna be someone else. Yeah, but see, uh, that's yeah. that's like the main uh, category that I wanted Bohemian Rhapsody 
nominated for yeah. or and win because he really pulled that movie together he did yeah but yeah i don't think he's going to be that lucky he got the golden globe mm-hmm. but i don't think he'll get the oscar man yeah his time will come. yeah uh moving on to best supporting actress amy adams uh marina de tavira regina king emma stone and rachel weiss so both wow. were the favorite yeah that's gonna be that's crazy and the girl from roma she was solid um amy adams is always solid i haven't seen vice uh regina king is the has been the front runner for a while um okay so uh, most people think she's gonna win, but I, I haven't seen it. Feels she can talk, so I don't know. I haven't either. Um, Amy Adams is always good. That's, that's the Even thing. When she's, she's wasted as Lois Lane. That's the yeah. thing. I think I think Amy Adams poses the biggest threat to Regina King because mm-hmm. it's Amy Adams. And, yeah, man. And like Glenn Close, she's been nominated a bunch. She's a lot younger, and it's been you know I think she's not that as a favorite like Glenn Close is because of that. But Emma Stone really brought it too, though. I mean, I it was kind of fresh. Yeah, her and Rachel Wise were both. I mean, they were both great. They're yeah. both great. If Honestly, if I had to pick between those two, I'd pick Rachel Wise. You would? I like I, I like Emma Stone better in general. I, um, but I, I just think that you know she was uh, Rachel's character was always like considered like cunning and and conniving and rude. But we had to watch Emma Stone's character to transform. Get there, yeah, which was That's true. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Because that face, look at the face. Right. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't look like someone who's dabby in the back. Right. Kick you down a hill. Well, she, got, no, she got kicked down a hill. No, I know. A I was, I was trying not to. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see what we got next. We got Best Supporting Actor. Uh, the biggest. Oh, you read them out first. Where are uh, these guys? Marshall Ali, Adam Driver, Sam Elliott, Richard E. Grant, and Sam Rockwell. Ooh, Sam Rockwell. So. Uh, the biggest surprise was Timothy Chalamet from A Be- Beautiful Boy was a couple months ago was far and away the the runner up the the um the favorite to win yeah and then Mahershala Ali became the runaway favorite to win okay uh for Green Book and Chalamet has just been going down and down and down I I still thought he would get a nomination but um I'm not that surprised he didn't I was I mean I was surprised but not like super surprised because it had really fallen and after watching the movie I'm like he does a good job but I think I think the director Director botched it. I think. Mm. I think with a better director, he would have looked like a better actor. That makes sense. Well, we were talking about that, right? Right. right. With beautiful mm-hmm. boys, all the directing was off. Yes. Was. And now I have like next to no interest in seeing it. Well, especially since uh, it didn't get nominated, it's yeah, like, yeah, I, I wouldn't suggest it. So uh, the front runner is, as I said, is Mahershala Ali, but we'll see. I want Sam Elliott to win. I just have a feeling. My gut's telling me right now it's screaming Sam Elliott. That'd this be cool. is his first nomination. Well, yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Sam Elliott's been great. He's just had a great career. And, yeah. you know, there's a movie coming out soon where he hunts Bigfoot. And, I just and ha- Hitler. And Hitler. And, <laughs> I, and I just have to want that. And there's rumors of a Big Lebowski sequel, which I'm scared about. I'm guessing it's a Super Bowl commercial. You think so? Yeah, okay, that's my cool. guess. It'll be something silly. All right. Like that. I mean, that's what they did with the I'll Dundee last that. year. I'll be fine with that. Which, I, that would have been a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Danny McBride is, as Dundee is... Yeah, that would, that would have been that good. Would have been, actually, but it ended up being a Super Bowl commercial. I think it's the same thing. With that that would be Boston. fine. I'm fine with it. Did you guys see that Home Alone commercial, though? For, yeah. Oh, yeah, that for was Alexa. so funny. It's pretty solid. Yeah, that was good. That was pretty so, that's the main categories. you want to do any more? Well, Sam Rockwell for Vice. I mean, look, oh. at, look at him. Yeah, I mean, Sam George W. Yeah, he, he wasn't nominated at all until last year. Now it's two years in a row. Good for Sam. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's been overlooked. Nerding Daily is a fan of Sam, fan of Sam Rockwell. Definitely. You can't help but like that. Adam Driver. He's kind of surprising to me because he wasn't, yeah, the main focus of Black Klansman. He kept it together in his scenes really well. Like he mm-hmm. pulled everything together. Yeah. No, he. Then I don't know if he stood out that much. I don't think he I, stood out. I, yeah. I, I'm actually glad I like said him. that. Like, yeah, I, I like Adam Driver. I think he's yeah. a great actor. Yeah. 
Um, and he was solid in it, but it wasn't like it didn't show his performance. Though, no, though. when I watched it, I, I it wasn't screaming supporting actor nomination. Yeah. No, no, it was like, hey, Adam Driver, you know, it was yeah. like Adam Driver in that '70s show. No, seriously, <laughs> <laughs> seriously though, Nicholas Holt for the favorite. He hasn't even been considered at all during awards. Yeah, season, what's that about? And he was phenomenal. Yeah, so yeah. good because I've never really considered Nicholas Holt. Like, if you would have told me just a couple months ago who who is a future Academy Award nominee, Adam Driver or Nicholas Holt, I'd be like, uh. Adam Driver. That's not yeah. even close. Right. But Nicholas Holt, I think, did better favorite than Adam Driver did in Blackland. And it, it's yeah. so true. Uh, she was funny. Best original screenplay. I'll just go through these really quick. The favorite, First Reformed, finally getting a nomination. Green Book, Roma, and Vice. Uh, adapted screenplay, Star is Born, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, oh, Black Klansman, uh, If Beale Street Could Talk, and Can You Ever Forgive? Yeah. Buster Scruggs. Yeah. Big surprise. Buster Scruggs is pretty cool that it's on there. Original? You know what? Um, oh, I'm blanking on it right now, but I'm surprised they didn't take more risks with the original screenplay okay. yeah like what what uh risk are you thinking sorry to bother you oh yeah was insane so is that good it, it's good it is yeah um That's kind of we'll, we'll get into glass later but glass is one of those movies where it's very polarizing with the ending this ending is insane insane <laughs> was sorry to bother you and it definitely deserved a nomination for at least screenplay well, oh, and then I didn't, I didn't see it, but Eighth Grade was a movie that was talked about for a screenplay. And they but didn't you know what? get anything. I didn't think it was going to get nominated. I, I never bought into the idea that that would get nominated. It was too, it's too small of a movie. Yeah. They don't care about small movies. They care yeah. about Oscar bait. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because, cause, uh, let me see. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. Vice and, and Green Book. And, and yeah, I mean, Favorite was a solid screenplay. Uh, I think right now it's between Favorite and Roma um, are the favorites. Um, but, I mean, Roma's, Roma's a great film. I wouldn't nominate it for screenplay. Um, it, it's not like the screenplay really jumped at it. It was more the art the art of the film for me that makes it great. Um, the it wasn't the screenplay. Directing. I'm okay with it getting nominated, but it's like, yeah, that wasn't like screaming best screenplay when I watched it. I was thinking of everything else about it. <laughs> so uh, The other one I thought was kind of surprising, and I do like, Best Original Song, All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar. I was like, oh, yeah. they're throwing that in there. That's awesome. I like that yeah. song. And, um, of course, Shallow from A Star is Born, right. which that one you could tell they were definitely getting a nomination for. And I'm not surprised mm. Mary Poppins got a nomination for song, even though I thought the songs sucked. <laughs> the songs in the first they movie are to. great. Uh, they yeah, they were, they were saying... There was a lot of people guessing they would get two nominations for songs. I'm just like, I hope to God not. They're not good <laughs> songs. Now, if Buster, now, if Buster Scruggs though wins that song where he the when the cowboy trades his spurs for wings, that was actually pretty good. That was silly. <laughs> it was silly, <laughs> but it was pretty right. good. Now I will say, here's the thing. I will say the song they picked for Mary Poppins was the best of the movie. It was. It's, I, I wouldn't say that song sucks. The rest was the rest crap. Of them did. No. But I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> say this one was good enough to be best song of the year. I always, but I personally, I think the best song of the year in the Oscars is terrible category because he picks terrible songs a lot. So, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> uh, just really quick, I wanted to bring up Best Animated Feature, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Dude. Decent choices. Yeah. Um, I actually don't want Wes Anderson to win. Really? Which is surprising because I'm a big fan of his. He's still number one. Yeah. Into He's never won anything. Into the Spider-Verse deserves it. Really? Yeah. Over, over Incredibles, everything? over wow. Isle of Dogs. I heard visually it's just incredible. It is. Yeah. See, Incredibles the was good too. Incredibles was the front runner for a while. Right. But then Spider Man just came in and just surprised everyone and it's been the front runner now. I I'd still be okay if Incredibles two won or Isle of Dogs won, but really Spider Verse. 
it's a kind of crowded category this year. Yeah, yeah look at that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I think the biggest surprise of Oscar season, completely besides Bradley Cooper getting snubbed for director, was "Won't You Be My Neighbor" being snubbed snubbed for doc- documentary. Yeah. When it was the runaway favorite to win. Wow. Oh, and Michael B. Jordan for best supporting actor. Yeah. Nothing. Come yeah. On. What the heck? If you're gonna nominate Black Panther for all his other stuff, Michael Jordan B. Jordan should be there. Amazing. Yeah, he yeah. was. Because his supporting actor performance. Yeah, I mean, Dude. He, I put him above Nicholas Holt. Totally. <laughs> he outshined him, man. Yeah. He was one of the best villains, and he really he, pulled that character. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. one of the best villains. That, that monologue at the end, oh, so good. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, that was another one. See, I read the list when it came out in the morning of, I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday. And I was like, I was going through the list. I was like, oh, that one's good. Good for them. And then it like festered in my mind, like, wait, they forgot Bradley Cooper. They, yeah. they forgot Michael Jordan. They yeah. forgot Sorry to Bobby. It's like, what the heck? I noticed it the Cooper thing easy. right away. Like that yeah. one, that one really, and, and the you won't, won't you be my neighbor? Well, in um, First Man was a uh, frontrunner for a lot of things before. I think and it because it's pretty it, silent. It's because mm-hmm. it flopped. Yeah, no one saw it, which is a shame. I think it looks awesome. I still haven't watched it because it wasn't in theaters long enough. No, yeah. it was at the Dollar Theater for one week. Yeah, they, the Dollar Theater keeps crap movies for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it had First Man for one week, and I was like, come on, I couldn't go that week, and I'm like, come on, I'll be there next week, and it wasn't. We're just not excited about space anymore, apparently. Yeah, oh, I am. But Christopher Nolan came out and was backed them up like said that movie was amazing said the directing was fantastic right which we just found out christopher nolan's gonna have a movie next summer 2020 they just yep. announced it they didn't there's nothing about it yet <laughs> it, it's just it's kind of cryptic it's just an event film yes uh it's batman beyond just, that'd be kidding. awesome actually get michael be. keaton back as old batman i liked your post, post. <laughs> i liked your yeah. post yeah. oh man that was good <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he, had a, he had a post that had uh, eight actors that could play Bruce Wayne and Batman Beyond. It's eight different pictures of Michael Keaton. <laughs> well, I found it. That's true. I, I, somebody else shared it, and I, sh- I won't take credit for it. But whoever came up with it is genius. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you. Best visual effects. I think that's a decent category overall, yeah. except for Ready Player One. Um, oh, I love the visual, visual effects. Visual effects were good, but it was too reminiscent of a, of a video game, not in the best ways. Hmm. Where it was like too cartoony of CGI for me. Still fun, still enjoyable to watch for the effects. But I thought that was kind of odd. No, I I, I expected it to be nominated. I thought it was good. Oh. Um, now, Solo was... that People were picking Mary Poppins over Solo, which Mary Poppins' visual effects sucked. <laughs> Come on, people. Watch your movies. <laughs> solo. No, Everyone... Solo is solo. So Solo was kind of a surprise to get in. Now, I will say... We were talking about this recently because James on our top five show had it number five for the year, Solo. And I I had said I hadn't seen it a second time yet, but I had heard a lot of people say the second time you watch it, it's much better. I just watched it a second time and I was blown away how much more I liked it. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. I will say it's something that I can't remember a movie ever getting that much better for me on the second viewing in less than a year. There's there's times that movies have done that when I haven't seen them for like 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. But in less than a year, it went. It jumped way higher for me. I, I loved it the second time. <laughs> it jumped from like a five to an eight for me the second yeah. time I watched it because I was like, yeah, you know what, this is pretty good. I really I really there's enjoyed. There's still it. little issues there's a I couple have with things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a few but, things. Yeah, so I would have it higher without those things. But no, man, it's it's a fun movie. Yeah. Cool. So uh, that the Oscars. Anything else? For the most part, that's it. Let's just move right on into the glass. Breaking Glass. So, James hasn't seen this. Uh, Robert and I have. And but you want surprise, us to spoil it, James. Surprise, surprise. Dude, I told you guys, people have spoiled it for me. And right. the one who spoiled it the most is M. Night Shyamalan. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. Well done. So yeah, surprise, <laughs> surprise. Usually uh, Robert's known for not liking movies, and I try to like movies, and uh, he liked it, and I didn't. We're swapped on this. This is one. crazy. Yeah. This and is, it's like a full moon. <laughs> now, full spoilers ahead, and James, you've been warned too. I told you. So I don't care. <laughs> so overall, should we go with overall like-dislike first and then go into it? Because overall, if it was recommend or don't recommend, I would recommend it. Okay. I would not. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. Wow. I'm surprised how, like, my, the friend I saw it with, he liked it. And I'm like, what? And then <laughs> um, right now it's got a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. And movies that are in theaters always drop by the time they're out of theaters. So it'll probably end at like a 6.6 6 or 6.7 is my guess. Mm-hmm. And that's just surprising to me. I can't believe people like it this much. Wow. I, huh. I just, I don't get it. Because I went in, I thought it looked great. I heard the bad reviews, and I'm like, I still think it looks good. And I remember before the movie began, so I liked Shyamalan longer than a lot of people. Like, I liked The Village. The, uh, mm-hmm. Signs in The Village, a lot of people didn't like. I liked them both. Lady in the Water, I didn't hate. I was like, yeah, it's weird, but it's not crazy. Hated the happening, and that's when I jumped ship. Yeah, happening um, is it. And me. I think that's everybody at that point had jumped ship. Some people earlier, yep. and then he made After Earth and Last Airbender. And, it's and just didn't like, put his name on After Earth. Oh, they're just, he's making weird. terrible, terrible movies. Split came out. I thought it looked bad. Then I heard good reviews. I heard it was an unbreakable sequel, and I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. That's, I liked it. It was great. Yeah, that's, Split that's was how it amazing. got spoiled for me. Right. And I'm kind of peeved that I didn't see it in theaters earlier, so I didn't have it spoiled. But yeah, yeah, Split was didn't, really, really Split good. Split was really good. And so didn't he do one called Devil? He wrote it. He didn't. Oh, write okay, it. Yeah. that wasn't bad. I saw. Um, it. No, he did the visit. Oh, he did the, the visit, visit, and that got good reviews. I didn't I see it. Enjoyed I, it. Did you really? I laughed so hard. Oh, there you go. The diaper go. scene. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to watch it. It's, now. It's, I don't know. It's good. It's, so, so the, the thing is, like, it's not good on purpose. The thing is, you know, um, I, I while the previews were going, or, or right, I think in the very beginning, the Bloomhouse logo and stuff, and you can hear James McAvoy talking. I thought to myself, Shyamalan, you earned you earned my trust at least enough for me to watch this again. <laughs> you know, wow. and and um, yeah, I just by the end of it, no. Little I trivia though, before we move on, uh, the working title for um, the visit was the sick. Sense. Oh, it's a terrible. Seriously? Movie. No, it wasn't. Was just, <laughs> it's because of the diaper scene. You guys got to see it. Okay, so <laughs> so Glass is the culmination of okay. Unbreakable and Split. So uh, David Dunn is Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is still sneaking off in the shadows, um, still helping out people like street level superhero. There's murmurs of him. There's like blurry pictures of him on on Instagram. Nobody really knows about him. His son, who believed in him before he believed in himself, yeah. is the same actor, which I love. That's he's, cool. he's the guy in That's the chair really cool. for him. Yeah, he's the guy in the chair for guy him. He chair. still supports him. That's yeah. so cool. Um, they killed off Robin Wright over the years with cancer or something, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was poorly communicated and like okay here's something a lot of critics have said they enjoyed it until the end and and that's where i was but here's the thing uh and i want to give this overarching thing before we go on when i like the predator last year's the predator and last year's jurassic world why do you remind me of these movies here's the thing (laughs) both are sloppy and messy and i enjoyed them both like i went through and i was like all right they're fun i don't yeah they're they're, they were fun to me i could overlook the sloppiness you can watch them on a Saturday and be okay. Right. This is one glass. <laughs> I was enjoying it thoroughly, but it was sloppy. Uh, and 
but it didn't bother me until the ending was terrible. It wasn't just the ending ending. It was the last like 20 to 30 minutes was terrible. (laughs) And so for me, that makes me go back and look at the rest of it. And I just see the sloppiness now. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I thought, I thought his storytelling and directing were, were just sloppy. So that trying to explain the wife dying, the way he did it, it was two different scenes that that he tries to explain it. And it was just terrible. So sorry. Wow. No, it's okay. (laughs) So yeah, he's still in the shadows. There's murmurs of the beast. The beast is, on the loose again and oh, i just want to keep picking the part sorry killing... no no it's keep fine. going you killing go poor people go. again I just, I just want to give the overall yes, sorry, sorry. story and of course <laughs> so he's hot on the trail him and his son just kind of by chance find him in like a rail yard like and uh he david dunn saves these cheerleaders it's a solid scene solid scene um the beast emerges and fights him and then all of a sudden there's this group of policemen and a therapist that snags him up throws him into the loony bin and basically says you are not superheroes you're not super beings there's no such thing we have all these scientific reasons scientific reasons to not believe you you shouldn't believe yourselves and we're going to keep you here and show you that it's ridiculous and samuel jackson's character mr glass he's heavily medicated so he's there too but he's not talking he actually doesn't talk until like i think i read like 40 minutes or an hour into the movie or something like that even though the movie's named glass it's late wow yeah but yeah this them really most of the movie is them coming to terms with who they are yeah so it's really it's just like unbreakable um you know a lot of people wanted an action film for unbreakable um and that some people were disappointed because it was more psychological it's like a three-man arkham and really so it splits mostly psychological like my friend actually i saw it with he was like tell me about split i haven't seen it before <laughs> the oh, no. and so i'm telling about it and it's just like like he's like it looked it looked like you know really dark and i'm like it really wasn't like it was more psychological yeah um mm-hmm. and so that's that's no surprise that's what he went for in this also um i think it dragged on too long though but in the hospital yeah, but it, it gets to the point where he, you know, they question themselves. Well, Samuel Jackson never does, but Bruce Willis questions himself. Several different of McAvoy's personalities, personalities yeah. question it. Not all of them, but some, a lot of them do. Well, and I like that there is new personalities too. There's yeah. like twenty something personalities, and James McAvoy knocks out oh, all of them. He's amazing, so well. McAvoy yeah. is huh. fantastic. See, and next year he won't get a nomination. Nope. Even though he probably no. deserves it for best supporting actor. I think he deserved it more in Split, but. Uh... I mean, not that he was, I think it was just a better, but you know, man, he was so good. <laughs> he was the best part of the movie. Easy. So, yeah. So before we're going into the ending, because we know, okay, these three characters are not going to stay in this hospital. Before we go into the ending though, I've figured out what it is that uh, I don't like about the movie. And it actually is, if M. Night Shyamalan wrote this, but didn't direct it, you'd have like a first rate director direct this, it would have been great. There's mm-hmm. little things. There's little That's sloppy bits. Yeah, it's sloppy. There's little bits of dialogue that are kind of silly. There's mm. the two tones of the two different movies, Split and Unbreakable, that sometimes it doesn't meld. The tones no. don't meld correctly. Mm. There's little bits of humor, which is okay. But in this kind of movie, it wasn't. No, it, the, it wasn't too out of there for that. The humor but was good. Otherwise, the humor was good when it came from McAvoy. Yes, mm. but anything else was sloppy. Yes. Um, also, I, I felt like you know when you're watching a movie and the director is doing something to make you think of him. Not, not, I'm not talking about his cameo. Um, oh, which was kind of dumb. It was really dumb. Yeah. Um, when when the director is making you think of him and how clever he's trying to be. Mm-hmm. like and it's distracting you from the actual movie that's a problem <laughs> like mm-hmm. so there are times where his camera angle is he's trying to like it's almost like it's like if it's 
it's this weird close-up of somebody and it's like it's the other person's point of view and it's the camera angles were just weird at times or mm-hmm. during um the one fight scene i can't remember if it was at the beginning or the end with uh the beast and and the overseer um they, which they call david dunn they had this weird camera angle on bruce willis where it's like it was the camera was hitched to the front of him you ever seen that in movies like mm-hmm. the chase scenes yeah it's usually pretty cool but in that scene it was like why is this camera angle like it's distracting or he'll do like these um conversations and it'll have like the therapist and then someone across from her at mm-hmm. a table and it's a single shot and it'll stay on the one character too long so the other person's talking and it's still showing the other person and then it slowly moves over to the other actor yeah and then that person stops talking and it's still and it's just like what oh, why gosh. are you showing why i don't want to see this Sure yeah, is. so the the Go directing was just sloppy. So they it's sad, but yeah, he should have gotten someone else to direct and finish this trilogy. <laughs> Which is oh, crazy, you know. It's crazy. Yeah. Like these are the things that, like the directing, I could have I could have looked past if if the movie was if I liked the movie, you know, as a whole. But see, what I was know. thinking, I was thinking that a lot with some of the shots too. For me, it was the final fight scene, which we'll get into in a minute. But um, you have the beast as this menacing character. You have to choose your angles wisely because he is a menacing character, but not always in stature. No, yeah, he's shorter than Bruce Willis. He's short, and he's just kind of this weird, muscular guy that's like destroying stuff. Which, if you have the right shots, it looks awesome. It looks horrifying. If you have the wrong shots, which he did sometimes, it just looks kind of silly. It does. And here's the thing with with Split. It actually, when he becomes the Beast, he looks like he gains muscles. Yeah. Yeah. And my friend who was hadn't seen Split, he's like. So would they use CGI? I'm like, no, it was like camera tricks. Like, like uh, you know how they make Gandalf look way taller when it was just, you know, sleight of hand. Not sleight of hand, but, you know, it's like camera tricks. Yeah. And so, you know, Shyamalan, he's good with low budgets. Glass has a small budget. Glass has, in the one weekend, has already broken its budget. Yeah. And um, I'm sure most of it went to the three stars. Most of that budget went to them mm-hmm. um, because there's not a lot of big visual effects in this. But it's like in Split, they make him look bigger. In this one, he gets like his neck looks a little bigger when he becomes the beast and his veins pop out. Yeah. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't look bigger. He just he just rocks some pre-workout about 20 minutes before. Right. Exactly. He's all pumped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's yeah, you're right. Like it, it doesn't it takes away like a better director would have made him more menacing made him more menacing mm-hmm. there's and you could have done that with camera tricks Sorry. oh yeah yeah no i was just gonna say there is a scene um in that final fight where you have bruce willis on one side they escape and go into the parking lot bruce willis is on one side of the parking lot mcavoy is on the other and you see him like galloping towards bruce willis which you hated in the previous the reason i'm not gonna watch it I, I, I don't mind it. i think <laughs> it looked kidding. it looked actually looked kind of cool to me i thought it looked okay but i just kept thinking like how much cooler would it be if they just strapped a gopro to his back and had like this manic like oh and then you see in the background um bruce willis's just character being stoic like ready oh for that was an awesome right like do you remember the beginning of narc yeah that's like that's what i'm thinking yeah of. like yeah. that chase scene where it's just like so shaky like oh i love that you almost they don't know what's that would have been great it's erratic yeah. yeah that would have been good and they then i would have been like, like oh I'll go see that. yeah because there's another scene where where they took your idea like that mm-hmm. and they ruined it or not they oh man Shyamalan ruined it so there's a scene where because you remember in split he kind of eats the girls or whatever right. so there's only one scene where he does eating and he's it's one of these camera angles from someone else's point of view which was so stupid so there's this riot gear police at the end and um the one guy's got his shield up but he's on the ground and the beast is like clawing at it 
Then the beast kills someone else, moves the Reich here, and then you see it from the cop's point of view, and he like or the beast is like eating the side of his neck, oh. and it's like you're just kind of hearing chewing noises. And just seeing the side of McAvoy's face. And then he comes up with, like, some pretty bad makeup. Like, the blood just smear on his face looked kind of sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Uh, and so it's like, that's one where he was doing a point of view, but it didn't didn't work there. And I thought. But. It's not the right point of view. No. It, should, it still should have been with the Beast because he's one of the main characters. Right. But, see, it's little things like that that bothered me up until this point. And I know a lot of people have issues with the ending. But, okay. So, Samuel Jackson, uh, Mr. Glass, turns out that he was faking the whole time. He surprise, surprise. his meds. Surprise, surprise. Because he's a mastermind. Right. He, like, blueprints everything. He knows what's going on. They set up security cameras because they're like, if you leave your room, we'll know. Well... He figures a way around that. He figures out who the beast is. He figures out that David Dunn is there. And he concocts this big whole mastermind plan to, at the opening of this tower, he's going to rig it for explosives. David Dunn has to stop the beast and him before all that happened. It's a cool idea. It sounds like a Marvel movie. It sounds like the it third does. act of a Marvel movie. Or right. a Die Hard. Yeah. Oh, Die Hard. <laughs> Best Christmas movie. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so but samuel jackson yeah. concocts all this right and it sounds like a cool idea it sounds like okay. a cool premise they break out of the hospital the two of them david dunn is still unsure of himself but uh samuel jackson says on loudspeaker like if you want to stop us and you need to stop us you better get out of that room so he starts smashing the door i thought that was pretty cool yeah he starts to believe in himself again he smashes the door down he's like slowly smashing it at first yeah and then, then he just like tears it down yeah he's like almost ready to give up he's like uh, I don't know if I want to. Right, yeah. I don't know if I believe this anymore. Yeah. But lo and behold, he comes to save the day. He stops them in the parking lot. And that's where the final fight actually happens. There's it's no tower. The, yeah, there's no tower. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So I thought that was a cool change of pace. That was a good switch up. And the fight itself between the, well, technically three of them is pretty good. Uh, and you have all the main characters there. Um, David Dunn's son, um, Carrie? What's the girl's name? Uh, Casey Cook. Casey Cook. And Mr. Glass's mom is there. Which, speaking of makeup, that was bad makeup. Terrible makeup. <laughs> She's actually younger in yeah, real life uh, than Samuel Jackson. <laughs> you can tell that it's prosthetics on oh, her Oh, it's terrible. Um, uh, but, but I guess, I, I'm going to interrupt real quick. Like, yeah. I think, I wanted more from that fight. Like, you're saying it's pretty good. Like, there's parts it was pretty good. But I think it was one of those that a better director, it could have been better. They they could have gone further with it. Didn't it, have, which and, and it didn't have to go big theatrics like the like the city like it could have stayed in that parking lot yeah um it's just like a lot of times the beast and overseer when they would fight it was they were just holding on to each other Mm -hmm. like it Mm -hmm. wasn't like much other than that it was just kind of like grappling grappling and it was just like that's kind of boring so sorry go ahead no no no, that's cool uh i thought it was really cool because he abducted the beast abducted two of the nurses and was about to like take them and of course yeah, kill just, them yeah and then uh david dunn stops him and like you get the inside of the van shaking and everything like that i thought that part was cool and i like the when he picked up the car and all you could see was his face yeah like that was awesome yeah that was cool there is cool moments of that but i know this is when we get to the part that a lot of people start to hate Mm-hmm. And this is actually funny because it's a joke that I usually use to fake spoil something for people. <laughs> I usually say, oh, don't worry about it. They all die. Mm-hmm. They actually they all do die. that. <laughs> they all die. In this movie. So I yeah. can't use that as a joke no. towards Glass. I'm okay with it. I'm not quite okay with how David Dunn died. No, I'm not. It could have been, once again, more theatrical. It could have been yeah. a little bit more from a different director. 
What's the name of the special team that's responsible? They don't have a name. What? The Clover Society. They have they have little three leaf clover tattoos. That, there you go. That's it. So that's the part that bothers me. The Clover Society, whatever they're called, <laughs> that was a twist that wasn't earned. They were shoehorned in. If you set them up at the beginning of the movie or halfway through the movie, something like that, or you even just show the tattoo a little bit, you're like, okay, what's going on? And then then it makes something sense. else yeah then it would be kind of earned that twist wasn't earned for me no not at mm. all i think you know there are different levels of, of of twists you know there's there's good twists like fight club or like six Sense, mm-hmm. where in both those movies it's in front of your face the entire time and you have no right. clue and it's when it's genius. when it's revealed you're like genius. oh my gosh yeah you know and that's Shyamalan. like when i mean his writing and directing in six Sense is perfect like yep. it's great yep you know but then he starts with the, like, he wanted to Im- imitate that. And his movies after that had, they were twists that, yeah, you're, they weren't earned. Like, there was just like, um, I mean, Unbreakable's twist wasn't, I mean, it was like, oh, wow, like, that's kind of interesting. He actually is the one that killed everybody. It wasn't earned, but it worked. It worked, mm-hmm. yeah. Definitely. Uh, signs, oh, they're afraid of water. Okay. <laughs> Why are they Village, it's modern day. Earth full of water. Okay. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Then, See, that's that's where he lost me initially. I'm yeah. And then for the me, book. it was like in the middle of, of the happening, it's like, it's the plants. I'm like, it's not the plants. He'll have some crazy twist at the end. <laughs> the end happens. It's still the plants. I'm like, what? Like, where's oh, the twist? It can't yeah. be the plants. That was terrible. You know? And so it's like, and split. Honestly, not earned. Like yeah. The Clover Society thing, no. Definitely I mean, no, I mean, split. I mean, um, oh, sorry. throwing in David Dunn. It's oh, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool twist. Yeah. But it's not earned. Yeah. And it's just like these are they're kind of lazy. And I like that you, I like the terminology earned or not earned. I never thought yeah, of it that way. It's I like true. that. Um, but see, yeah. there's some twists I think that were earned in this. That was not one of them. Them all three of them dying was a twist in general because it's so different from superhero movies. I was actually okay with that. He actually had that idea back when he made Unbreakable. Yeah, he's wanted to kill them off from the beginning, like from yeah. back, you know, nineteen years ago. Yeah, and I don't know I, what it, I, I don't know what the point was. <laughs> like it, it, you know, and I've I've advocated for killing off characters before. You you know that, mm-hmm. but it's like in this one, it's just like I don't know. I felt like he didn't know what to do with him anymore, and so he just wanted to kill him off. Yeah, I just felt it was kind of lazy, and it was like, where's the hope? I mean, you could have you could have not killed off Bruce Willis's character, so and it would have still worked. Yeah, so Bruce Willis's character, David Dunn, dies in a puddle. Um, there's a big water tower. Beast throws him in there because that's his weakness. Kills him like half to death. Mm. Breaks out. Water tower is demolished, but all the water runs to this puddle. <laughs> Which I'm okay, but what they should have done, or what I would have done, is the beast still should have killed David Dunn. Yes, mm-hmm. he sees I him agree in the with puddle. That. I agree. Yeah, with that. Holds him down. If you're gonna kill him. Yeah. Yes. Or they should have killed each other. Yeah. Right. Well, I think my my thing would be beast kills David Dunn. He holds him down. Curb stomps him. He's he's gone. He turns around. Victoria's like, oh my gosh, the bad guy's gonna win this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then gets shot. By that would have been society that, that been you set up earlier. Yeah. And then of course Samuel Jackson is mortally wounded. Because... Well, do you know how? So James, you got it spoiled. Do you know why Glass himself was killed? Doesn't uh, uh what's his name the Beast, Beast turn on him because. Do you know why? To be his dad died in the train wreck or something. The yes. train wreck from Unbreakable. Yeah. Had it was his ridiculous. dad, which left him home alone with his mom who abused him, and that's how he turned into the, the 20, 23 person, 24 person. See, I liked that. Oh, I actually liked that. <laughs> okay, okay. I liked that part. It was a good way I to did. bring it all together because otherwise it's just like, hey, this movie plus this movie is this movie. Oh, I see. I saw it more as, hey, this is actually connecting 
This is the I, thread through all this. I was kind of hoping that Glass was his father. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I, I see, like, like um, it's literally <laughs> called now the East Rail 177 trilogy. East Rail. Now it makes sense. See, I'm okay with that. I like that. I I guess like, and the way it was done, it was uh, David Dunn's son starts, he figured it out. And he starts to tell the beast this. And the way Samuel L. Jackson says, don't tell him now. Like it was, I thought the acting was terrible there. Like, (laughs) it was like he wanted, I I mean, he kind of did want him to know. Like, he wanted it to end that way. So it's like, but it was just, I don't know. Uh, I thought it was, I was kind of lazy. Um, I thought I thought Bruce Willis's character was criminally underused and underwritten. Um, it was if you hadn't seen Unbreakable, you wouldn't care for him at all. Like did the you, society drowned him. Yeah, they the society, society drowned him. him. They killed him and they killed the beast. Okay. Um, because the beast can get shot as the beast and not die. Whoa. Um, because that happens in Split. Right. Um, but they waited. They they knew that Casey Cook girl could get him out of the beast mode, and they sent before you know the doctor is part of this. You don't you don't know anything about the society at all. Okay. The doctor sends her over there to calm him down. She calms him down as soon as he's calmed down to shoot him. Whoa. Um, but that's when you get the beautiful scene of all of his personalities dying, like coming to terms with dying. Mm. I yeah. thought that was really good. It was kind of good. It what? was, I guess it was also like, and I haven't seen Split in a while, but I knew she had sympathy for him, especially the Kevin Wendell Crumb, the original guy. Yeah. Um, but in this movie, she seemed flat out in love with him. Yeah. Like from the beginning of this movie. Hmm. And it just, it felt weird to me. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, man, I, it, it was, I mean, back to David Dunn. I mean, he was just, I, it was terrible writing. Like he was an uninteresting character, which is crazy because he's so much more interesting than what he is. And, like, when you see him doing everyday, like, small crime, that's what he's stopping. The the example they show. Um, oh, the YouTube guys? Yeah, it was a YouTube guy. I mean, it was yeah. a stupid example. Like, like two punk kids um, you are filming something, and they they punch this guy where they knock him out. And, yeah. That's a that's a crime. Like they can go to jail for that. Um, but they're two they're punk kids, and he beats the crap out of them. Like yeah, he follows just, them to their house and beats the crap out of them. It's not like it's just small fry. Is what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. not like he's doing something like he's stopping like a mugging or or, or a bank rape robbery, or a bank robbery. Yeah. You know. And honestly, I think that's what Shyamalan wanted to show that he was doing because because Glass talks to him about that. Like you're doing small stuff, you should be doing bigger stuff. Yeah. But I thought it was stupid. Like. And um and yeah, if you hadn't seen Unbreakable, like him and his son were written so poorly in this, like you wouldn't care about them at all. Wow. Um and then Casey Cook was it was weird. And then there's um there's another twist where um the society thinks they won and they erase all these this footage of, of this fight. And so no one has seen no oh. one no one still believes in superheroes. But you find out that uh Mr. Mr. Glass. Glass sends a mass email. Yeah, he he knew that ahead of time, and and he saved the footage. You know, before I mean, obviously he was killed, but it was like he knew ahead of time that it should be hidden and sent to a thing, and then sent out you know to the internet worldwide, and uh, and that was a cool twist. I like that. Yeah. Um, because she's in this comic book store, and she overhears two two other guys talking about comic books, and they're like the mastermind. The mastermind. He makes you think it's this, but it's really this, and she figures out, oh crap! Like he did, he tricked us. And that was cool. I like that scene. That was well done how she figured that out. Hmm. But then it goes to they're in this Grand Central Station in Philadelphia where it's it's Mr. Glass's mom, Casey Cook, and David Dunn's son. And they had just sent it out on the internet and they went to go to a public place to watch people's reactions. 
and that's how the movie ends. And I'm like, I didn't like that. I thought that was terrible. I thought <laughs> that's that was very weird. It was just weird. Like we're gonna watch people watch videos on their phone in a train station. I mean, I thought that was good because it's it's their legacy. It's all that they're left with because every the most important person to each of these three people are now gone. Which. Why is Casey Cook's most important person? Because it's the only that one, guy, it's like, the only person that ever had sympathy for Kevin, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but that shouldn't be her most. You know, I don't know. they they should have connected those dots a little bit better with Casey. No, I should, agree with yeah, that. The, I think I this the writing overall was just poor. Uh, <laughs> what is going on with this? I just, it's odd. I did it's not. It's an odd like, movie. I did not. I like. I really liked the last words uh miss glass's mom says we're being led into the universe she's like what's going on we're being led into the universe i like that it was like a poetic it's like oh this is the dialogue i was waiting for no it was okay uh, okay but the secret society thing i love how they meet in a regular restaurant and they're always waiting for that one table to leave before they have their secret meeting that was kind of silly that was super silly. They, they did it twice. And I was like, super the first time silly. I was like, okay, dumb, whatever. Second in, time, they shouldn't have done that. I'm no. in like three secret societies, and that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Go to and we only meet on that full moon. Well, it has to full be a full moon. Right. Um, that's why go. I never can do anything on a full moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's it's like, um, oh, I forget what I was going to say. Something negative about class. But <laughs> um, no. Right. What? <laughs> It's funny because we just did our end of the year show and I couldn't, I had to pick disappointing movies. I didn't have <laughs> movies that I flat out didn't like. Uh, and this year in January, I already have, you already I already have, have one. one I don't like. And here's the thing, like I heard, I read ahead of time, it was his most disappointing film. And and oh. I was like, that's silly because Happening was terrible. They didn't mm-hmm. water, you know, like that all this stuff. That was disappointing. And, and, and it's crazy saying that this is the most disappointing film because I think he's known as, his career is known as disappointing. Mm-hmm. People were saying next Spielberg. I mean, he was Sixth Sense was a huge hit, mm-hmm. nominated for picture, actor, or not actor, uh, director, screenplay, you know, like huge. And then he's just had a disappointing career. But after watching it, it's his most disappointing film. It's not his worst film. No. It's his most disappointing film because, because of the buildup, probably. Not, not only the buildup. Well, I would say the drop off. And then the drop off. Uh, yeah, it was, there was so much potential even before you walk into the theater. And then even throughout the first like 75% of the film, it still has that potential, but it's, it's, it's losing it as the film goes on for me, but it's not losing it enough, like for me to dislike it. But then it just like, it drops off so much. It was just so disappointing for me. Like I wanted, I don't know what I wanted. But didn't want that. Like, it was just, it had so much potential. Like, here's the thing. If you want to have this thing about, like, secret society stopping, you know, that trying to convince the world that superheroes don't exist. And and the very end is the is the video going out to, to convince the world. First of all, seeing is not believing. I'm sorry. People are going to watch yeah. this video and they're not going to oh, necessarily believe fake. that it's superheroes. Yeah. And they can easily spin, the secret society can easily spin this as, you know, it's just a hoax. It's it would, a hoax. It would have been better if, like... Somehow he hijacked the news. No, yeah. Or and if they would have went to live. that building, like he talked yeah. about. Like it yeah. was, it's seeing is not believing. Like you, you don't know human humans if you think that. And um, and what I, what it would have been cool, and I mean, it was already like close to two and a half hours, so it's kind of long. Um, but instead of showing, you know, people watching this video at the train station, like, I, what I would have liked to see was what I talked to you guys ahead about. Uh, I thought Casey Cook was going to end up being a superhero. Like I would have liked to have seen it inspire, like 
peaked earlier, but inspired people to actually like, oh, this was a superhero, but they were hiding and they didn't believe in himself, you know, and then they believed in themselves. Like, I don't know how you would do that in a short span, but then I would have thought the deaths would have been worth it. Like the deaths weren't worth it to me. Like something needed to happen to make the deaths worth it. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, all right. That's a long time on Wow. This. So, yeah. how, we still have Punisher. We've been on here. Yeah, time. man. So, so should, should we, we just do a really short Punisher and then I save would it say for the show? Well, yeah. I said that at the beginning. Yeah. We were going to just briefly go over with spoilers, without well, spoilers. Real quick. Is there anything else on Glass? No. Is that all I needed to say? Like I said, it's a recommendation for me, but there is issues with this movie by far. All right. So, now Punisher Season 2. Yeah. Not so. as good as Season 1. But still really solid. He's, I really enjoyed it. He still it. punished a lot, right? He still yeah. punished a lot. He, he still. He, yeah, that's actually without <laughs> saying he is punished in this one more, I think. Yeah. Than in this first season. You know, I read a, I read an article that in one of the uh, in one of the comic books, um, Hawkeye hits him with this electric arrow. Oh. And it's supposed to like it's like the next level of incapacitation. Yeah. What's like those a like taser? a taser? It's like yeah. next level taser. It's even worse. And he just pulls it out and still beats up Hawkeye and then throws the arrow at Luke Cage. And, and Luke Cage oh, gets gosh. shocked with it. <laughs> and he's like, that's how, like, you know, tough and crazy he is. It's his pain tolerance. And, and I'm glad I read that before I watched some of these last couple episodes Dude, because yeah. I'm like, that's totally him. Like, he can, <laughs> he just takes it in an unworld. Like, that's his superpowers. He can take a beating and then give it. Like, this... I, I guess in another Punisher comic book, he gets a rib pulled out, like right. literally pulled out of his yeah. body, and he what? still beats the guy up afterwards. Yeah. Oh, like- <laughs> oh, dude. This show, this this season was probably, I would say, the most brutal fight scenes yeah. I've ever seen in any show. Oh. Um, there were some gross, gross uh, hits. Keith Jardine. I'm sorry, yeah. buddy. Oh, Your face. Dude. dude. Oh. Yeah. There's some, uh, I'd say the story, there's two stories kind of going. Yeah. And one, um, one's much more interesting. Yeah, yeah. One is actually, I kind of wish they focused on it way more than yeah. the other. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hit on that a little bit, and and I don't think it's a spoiler, but hmm. um, I'll say that it, Ben Barnes as Jigsaw, his acting was phenomenal, but it yes. was his character I wasn't as interested into, which which surprised me. Um, and there's a good reason why that we won't. There's good right. reason why, but yeah. but. I will say he was awesome in it. Yes. You know, whether you like the choices or, or whatever, the storyline, like his acting was great. Like most I, of the really acting, most of the acting in this is good. I didn't like the girl at first, the kid, as he calls her. I, I, I think it's, I thought she, she was really good. Um, she grows on you. She grows on you. It is. Um, yeah. But at first I'm like, oh, great. All this needs is a kid. But yeah, here's the thing though. <laughs> they keep calling her a kid. They she's keep being like, like she's at this. She's dressed up like this one person at one point, and they're like, "Aren't you a little young to be this kind of person?" And I'm like, She's "I think 25. they, I know, I think they want her to be like 16, and the actress is clearly in her mid 20s." Like, wow, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. So she's supposed to be this kid, and, there, and there's times they make her look like a kid more with like right. her clothes or her hair. But I'm like, "You're not fooling me, buddy. Like, no. she's, no, she's, she's not a kid. She's not a kid. No. That's what I was calling. I mean, she kid. could easily be a love interest for." <laughs> for totally. Bernthal, like, I know. Like it's, yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's so but no, she thought that she was good. I, I, I wasn't Madonna's acting at first, uh, or not at first. The whole way, I was just kind of like, I don't know. Like she's not bad, but she's not great. Yeah, I wasn't too impressed with her or the the psychiatrist. The psychiatrist was the worst actress in it, dude. Yeah, yeah. like uh, and, and and character too. I, I just right. did not like her. Um, but uh, Pilgrim, the new the main new dude. villain, Josh Stewart. 
Dude. Phenomenal. Yeah. Robert, you're going to dig him. Really? Josh yeah, Stewart. Like yeah. his character. Josh Stewart was in, uh, was it Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises? I forget which one. He's been in a couple movies. He usually has like a little uh, little beard or whatever, but this, he's clean shaven. Yeah, and he's, and he's, he's kind of scary, man. So, oh, he yeah. terrifies everybody in the, yeah. in the show, which is so cool. He's, he's dressed as a priest, and yet every person that comes along, you know, up to him is terrified of him, even yeah. if it's just like a passerby. Well, I mean, like, that, it's just the way he carries himself. Well, when you first meet him and he's shirtless, the tattoos. That's not when they first meet him, though. Oh, no, no. When, when we do. Oh, yeah. When okay. we kind of first see him and he's getting dressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got all those tattoos. And you're like, well, where was this guy? Right. <laughs> Are those yeah. lasered off or were they cut off? Right. That's what I was asking. Yeah. Because they were brutal. Um, yeah. No, he he was so good. Yeah. Uh, he, his story like was great. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's definitely worth watching. It's it's not a flop. Um, the first couple episodes are solid, and then it kind of it kind of slows, slows down. down. Yeah, yeah. But then once you, I think it's like what three episodes that slow down. The first three are great, and then it slows down. And yeah, in the it's middle, about three. and then it really picks up. The last mm-hmm. three or four, but especially oh, the last two, dude. the fight scenes. Oh man, oh those are the fight the scenes. Ambulance are some scene, of the best I've seen. Yeah, the ambulance scene was amazing. They brought yeah. it. They really brought the, um, the fight scenes. Whoever choreographed these did a great job, and I was like wincing and, and like, oh my god, there's a there's so many haymakers in these. And they're and, throwing haymakers left and right. Oh man, <laughs> or, or, or and and they'll use brass knuckles Dude, or they'll use the weapons. weights. Yeah. They'll use weights and punch people with weights. <laughs> oh my god! Break, um, break discs. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, disc breaks. Oh, it's insane! The, web, um, the like just the, the random weapons of like anything pick up. goes martial arts. Oh my gosh! Chains and yeah, and just um, destruction is at a whole new level, Robert. Yeah, wow. yeah, I yeah. Mean, Pilgrim gets in a fight with a bunch of guys at one mm-hmm. point, and, and he gets his butt kicked, but he ends up he wins the fight. But it's just like, oh, that was a brutal scene. It's like, oh, dude. oh my yeah. gosh, it's like Batman versus Bane level of pain too, like an injury. Like, yeah. it's they're they're not pretty. Everyone in this is bloody, <laughs> right? And it's not like, and it and it is different where he it's is like war zone. He is taking not just him. There's several of them who take crazy beatings, but then they keep going. But it's not like John Wick where. You know, it's impossible. He gets stabbed and falls off a balcony, mm. and then still able to run they're, and, and fight. Mm. Like this is like they, sh- they they're like seeking up. help actually, and yeah. they've had to like get sewn up, yeah. and then they they rest, and then and then like a day later, then they're back. Right, <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. It, yeah, yeah, it is good. insane. So yeah, uh, you'll dig it. Um, can't wait for that. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything else without going going spoilers. So well, I mean, uh, there's a couple tantrums I didn't care for that went on too long. There's two tantrums of um, destroying a room that I'm like, this is unnecessary. There is some great organized crime, though, where they oh actually hang gosh. up their hooks. It's uh, organized. They take their it's very organized. And hang them on hooks. <laughs> yeah. And there's this great uh, yeah. Braveheart love speech. That. Oh, the Braveheart speech was Yes. Nice. Yeah, there's a couple different little speeches <laughs> that were just like, eh. But um, And you could do a drinking game with all the haymakers. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Bur- yeah. And Burnthal... I just have a crush on him, man. Like, a he's man crush? so awesome. He's so cool. He's definitely cool. a man's man. I was trying, I was telling James, I was trying to show my wife like a picture of him because she didn't watch the show. She wouldn't know how to handle that. And uh, I was like looking for a picture to show how cool he was. And I'm like looking through his pictures. I'm like, none of these pictures show it if you don't no, know him. You have to watch this show. But you have to see his bravado and his yeah. like, you know, machismo. Like, it's when he, even if he's just having a conversation with somebody, he just like, yeah, but daddy, you know, like he's, he's just so right. cool, but like his voice and everything. But then like, oh yeah, when he's like 
mad. Like, Russo! Like, yeah, oh. the way he yells, it's not oh, cheesy. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love his yelling. And the ending's solid. It, it is. Solid. There's there's yeah. a good twist. Uh, there's a. I mean, it. it I, it, I. I. Man, you just keep thinking. How how is he going to get out of this? Yeah. No. There's a couple and times then, where you're like, "How's he going to get?" Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly what you're thinking. And then the very end, I just reminds me of my favorite comic, Warzone. It's just perfect. Oh. Yeah. The very very end. I loved it. And I, I guess one thing that and I'm, I'm sad to see the marvel netflix uh series go and this one hasn't been canceled yet I, but everyone knows it will be i'm mm-hmm. hoping it won't i'm hoping that disney will say you know you guys can keep this one we'll lease it because yeah. it, it is good yeah because he's punisher's never going to be in the mc no like <laughs> no. daredevil well, might technically be. he is he but, is but right well yeah he, yeah he might show up in like a deadpool maybe you know yeah i could see that and that would be funny but they need to keep this Punisher. oh man burns off so good but yeah. but one thing that some of the other shows didn't do well was the continuity with the other shows. Right. And, and, and Punisher's always been good because that came out of Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, um, Karen Page was in this first season a lot. She's only in one season or episode for this. But Mahoney, who was big in Daredevil, and mm-hmm. you've seen him, like, sporadically, like, in Jessica Jones and stuff. He had a big part in this. And Dude. he was a little bit in season one. He was good. But I really liked him yeah. in this. Yeah. I, I've, I've liked Mahoney and everything. Uh, but this one I really liked. Yeah, he and, does... of course, Turk shows up. Gotta oh, love yeah. Turk. <laughs> Rob Morgan. <Yeah. laughs> um, but, yeah. yeah. It was good. It. Absolutely. I so... totally... Totally recommend it. It's one of the uh, one of the few. one of the, one of the better seasons, single seasons in the in the Netflix Marvel universe. Absolutely, so. and, and you know what? It, yeah, it's not as good as that first one, but it's still good. It's yeah, still it's good. still really enjoyable. So, what are we going to talk about next time? Oh, geez, I don't know if Robert will be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I guess it's up in the air. And then, uh, so what? We got nothing for a little bit. Well, I guess we'll just play by ear. Next one, next movie is a Lego movie. Lego movie, and then Alita, which could be terrible or could be amazing. I'm going to go all in, and I'm, I'm going to do 3D IMAX. I'm going to go with you. I'll, 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 I'll make it. an effort. I have to, because I've been waiting for this movie since, like, high school. So, which has been a lot. I been trust a, James Cameron. Movie. I don't trust Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, so. it's gonna I don't trust either. It's going to be a gamble. <laughs> yeah. Big gamble. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess this concludes right. this episode of I'll see you on the Daily flip-flop. Nom Nom Nominations 2019. <laughs> see you on the Nom Nom. <laughs> <laughs>